Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. In the beginning, there was only ocean. Until the mother island emerged. Tefiti. Her heart held the greatest power ever known. It could create life itself. And Tefiti shared it with the world. Some began to seek Tefiti's heart. They believed if they could possess it, the great power of creation would be theirs. And one day, the most daring of them all voyaged across the vast ocean to take it. He was a demigod of the wind and sea. He was a warrior. A trickster. A shapeshifter who could change form with the power of his magical fish hook. And his name was Maui. But without her heart, Tefiti began to crumble, giving birth to a terrible darkness. Maui tried to escape but was confronted by another who sought the heart. Hekha! A demon of earth and fire. Maui was struck from the sky! Never to be seen again. And his magical fish hook and the heart of Tefiti were lost to the sea. Where even now, a thousand years later, Teka and the demons of the deep still hunt for the heart, hiding in a darkness that will continue to spread, chasing away our fish, draining the life from island after island until every one of us is devoured by the bloodthirsty jaws of inescapable death. Good morning and welcome to Vertical Church and welcome to At The Movies. This is one of my favorite series that we do here because I love movies. And I love movies because I love stories. And today we are setting sail with Moana from the island of Motunui. And this soon-to-be Disney classic, well, let's face it, aren't they all classics? Features Moana, the daughter of the village chief, in line to be the leader of her village, yet with an unmistakable desire and call for adventure beyond the reef. I've been staring at the edge of the water long as I can remember. Never really knowing why I wish I could be the perfect daughter 
but I come back to the water no matter how hard I try every turn I take every trail I track every path I make every road leads back to the place I know where I cannot go where I long to be see the light where the sky needs to see it calls me and no one Everybody on this island seems so happy on this island. Everything is by design. I know everybody on this island has a role on this island. So maybe I can roll with mine. I can lead with pride. I can make us strong. I'll be satisfied if I play along. But the voice inside seems a different song. What is wrong? I'm so thankful for Moana, mostly because that Frozen record needed to die. <laughs> Maybe you can relate to Moana. I know that I can. I know that inside of me, there's a desire for life beyond the reef. I believe that every one of us has been born with that longing for something greater, something bigger. C.S. Lewis put it this way. He said, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. As a pastor, probably the most commonly asked question that I get is, what is God's will for my life? What is it that God wants me to do? And that's an important question, and to be honest, it's really difficult to answer, especially now more than ever before. See, when I graduated high school, it was go to college or become a truck driver. But now it seems that kids have college, online college, start a business, travel the world, be a YouTuber, all, all kinds of options. And when we have a lot of options, a lot of times it leads to the fear of making the wrong decision. And so a lot of times we end up making no decision at all and live stuck on the island of insignificance. But when it comes to discovering what God wants you to do, what God wants for your life, what is God's will for you, what does God really care about? Let's go back and check in on Moana and see if we can find some answers. You've been told all our people's stories but one. <laughs> what is this place? 
Do you really think our ancestors stayed within the reef? To the question you keep asking yourself. Who are you meant to be? We were voyagers. We were voyagers! When he stole from the Mother Island, darkness fell. Pekar awoke. Monsters lurked and boats stopped coming back. To protect our people, the ancient chiefs forbid voyaging. And now we have forgotten who we are. And the darkness has continued to spread. Chasing away our fish, draining the life from island. After island. Our island. But one day, someone will journey beyond our reef, find Maui, deliver him across the great ocean to restore the heart of Tefiti. I was there that day. The ocean chose you. running out of the out of the cave she's like we were voyagers we were voyagers because it's 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 getting to kind of the heart of the movie especially when when the grandmother says right like uh we forgot who we are you see i think that um i think we're a lot like moana and her her people the the tribe there on the island uh, i think i think we all have this condition i think i think that we often live unaware of who we are. Uh, we, 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 we don't know who we are, so when we try to answer the question, what am I supposed to do, well, it's really hard to know what to do when you don't know who you are. But when you discover who you are, then you'll know what to do. Let me put it to you this way. This is the first thing I want you to see if you're taking notes today on the back of your program where there's all sorts of those blank lines, which is a really great place to take notes if you've never done that. Number one is this. God cares about who before do. When we come to asking the question, what is God's will for my life? What does God want me to do? God cares more or God cares about who before do. When it comes to the will of God, God cares more about who you are becoming than what you are doing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 says it this way. Paul's answering this question, and he, he says, God's will is for you, which is great, because it's like, well, what is God's will for my life? Awesome. This is a verse for us. God's will is for you to be holy. God's will for you is more about who 
and do. It's who first and do later. You see, the Greek word there for holy is the word agios or agios. It means set apart. It means different. If you're in this room today and you're a Jesus follower, you are called to be different. You are called to be set apart. You are called to not look like this world, not live and be, be driven by the same values that the people who are not Jesus followers are driven by. We said this last week. We said we are not living for this temporary world. We are not living to make sense to this temporary world. What this world says is important. Instead, as Scripture says, we are being shaped, conformed to look like Jesus. And so when we ask the question, what is God's will for my life? We have to first look at Jesus and say, you know, Jesus, you spend so much time talking about who before do. Jesus talks about things like character and calling and integrity and being holy and, and being shaped to look like him. You see, when we ask the question, what does God want me to do? The better question is, who does God want me to become? Who does God want me to be? And when we start there, when we start with the who question, who does God want me to be, then the truth will eventually lead us to the right do. When we know who, we'll discover the do, that the who comes before the do. You see what I'm saying? The who comes before the do. Let me give you an example from my own life. Uh, what is God's will for my life? Uh, is, is God's will for my life to be a preacher? To be a pastor. Some of you say, no, you do a terrible job. But I don't know why you show up here anyway. So, okay. Is God's will for me to be a preacher? Well, I think, the way I think about it, that is God's secondary purpose in my life. That is not God's, quote unquote, God's will for me is not to be a preacher. God's will for me is to be holy. Amen. God's will for me is to look like Jesus, to be like Jesus. Because here's the deal. I could be a pastor and be completely outside of God's will for my life. Like, I could get up here, and I could preach a really good message and go home and be an abusive father and husband and be completely outside of God's purpose for my life. Because God's purpose for my life is not what I do, but who I am becoming. I might stand up here and inspire people to, to, to grow in their relationship with Jesus, but if I don't have integrity, if I'm not living holy for God, I am not in God's will. God would rather me do anything with a pure heart than something that looks spiritual and be living in unconfessed sin. God's will for your life is who before do. God's will for your life is that what you do flows out of who you are and who you are becoming. It's rooted in discovering who he is making you be. For Moana, right, she, her people had forgotten who they were. And her journey begins, her, her, her desire is to save the island, but her journey begins by discovering what? Who she is. She is a voyager. She, is, she, is not, she has not been, been, been created to be a person who lives on this isolated island. She is much more than that. So when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. So how does this then apply to your life? Before you start thinking about what do I need to do in the future? What, am, what is God calling me to do? Think about who I am right now. Rather than praying, God, what do you want me to do with my life? No, no, no. That's not the right prayer. The right prayer is, God, who do you want me to become right now? Not what do you want me to do in the future, but God, who do you want me to be right now? Because God's purpose in your life is who before do. 
And now moving to number two. <laughs> All right, so number one is who before do. Number two, God's will is why before what. God's will is why before what. God's will is who before do. And God's will is why before what? Because motives matter to God. Check this out. Proverbs, verse, uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2. People may be pure in their own eyes. In other words, we have an incredible knack at deceiving ourselves to think, to make us think that we are, uh, everything is right with us, right? Like I have the ability to lie to myself so much that in my own eyes, everything's good. I'm, I'm good to go. That's what the, the writer of Proverbs says. Listen, people may be pure in their own eyes, but what? But the Lord examines their motives because motives matter to God. The disposition of your heart, the, the direction of your heart matters to God. There's a passage of scripture in Psalm chapter 139. I believe it's verses 23 and 24. It'll be on the screen. Um, that, that I pray just about every day because I know that, that God's will for my life is why before what. And I want to check in on my heart. So I pray this. I say, God, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And let me tell you, it is incredibly scary to see how often our motives are not, are not pure. Our motives are, aren't right. And if I take the time to just be really honest before God and I say, you know, Lord, search me right now. God, if there's anything in here, God, if there's a motivation, if there's a desire, if there's, if there's a why in here that doesn't match up with you, God, if it offends you would, you, would you reveal it to me and then lead me into life? Lead me outside of that why into the, into the why you have for me. It's horrifying how often my motivation is me-centered and not Jesus-centered or others-centered. But it all comes back to me because it's all about what I want and what I, what I see in my life and me and me and me. And on Moana's journey, she comes across a character much like that. She, she recruits the help of Maui, right? Who is kind of the, the epitome of, of a person who has a few issues with being me-centered. So check out this video. I see what's happening, yeah. You're face-to-face -face with greatness and it's strange. You don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. Well, it's nice to see that humans never change. Open your eyes, let's begin. Yes, it's really me, it's Maui. Breathe it in. I know it's a lot, the hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. Just an ordinary demi-guy. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky? When you were waddling, yay, hide this guy. When the nights got cold, who stole you fire from down below? <laughs> Look at him, yo. Oh, also I lasso the sun. You're welcome to stretch your days and bring you fun. Also I harness the breeze. You're welcome to fill your sails and shake your trees. So what can I say except you're welcome for the islands I pulled from the sea. There's no need to pray, it's okay, you're welcome. Ha. I guess it's just my way of being me. You're welcome, you're welcome. 
Well, come to think of it. Kid, honestly, I could go on and on. I could explain every natural phenomenon. The tide, the grass, the ground. Oh, that was Maui just messing around. I killed an eel. I buried its guts. Sprouted a tree. Now you got coconuts. What's the lesson? What is the takeaway? Don't mess with Maui when he's on a breakaway. And the tapestry here in my skin is a map of the victories I win. Look where I've been. I make everything happen. Look at that. Me, 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 Maui. See that coming. I am Moana of Motunui. This is my canoe, and you will journey to death. All right, get over it. We gotta move. And she's back. I am Moana of Motunui. It was Moana, right? Yes, and you will. Restore the heart! You're sleeping in my armpit. You stop it. That is not a heart. It is a curse. The second I took it, I got blasted out of the sky and I lost my hook. Get it away from me. Get this away? Uh, hey, 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 I'm a demigod, okay? Stop that. I will smite you. You want to get smote? Smoten? Listen, that thing doesn't give you power to create life. It's a homing beacon of death. If you don't put it away, bad things are going to come for it. Come for this? The heart? Oh, you I mean this you heart right here? Like Come that. and get it! You are gonna get us killed. No, I'm gonna get a Sitefiti so you can put it back. Thank you. You're welcome. Here's the problem. It's practically impossible to get to the right place with the wrong motives. It's practically impossible to end up at the right destination when you start with the wrong why. Because why matters to God. I like the way that Paul puts it in Colossians chapter 3 when, when we're kind of like, God, what, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do? Paul says this in verse 17, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. In other words, whatever you do, wherever you go, make sure your heart is one of serving Christ with gratitude. So maybe you're a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom and you feel like you're up to your neck in laundry and poopy diapers. Listen, wash laundry and clean poop for the glory of Jesus. Have the cleanest laundry and the most poop-free baby butt cracks of all time. 
Or, or maybe you're in E3 right now and you're thinking, I've got aspirations. I'm going to climb the ladder. I'm going to get that promotion. That's great. Be faithful where you're at right now, doing your work as a servant of Christ with a grateful heart. Long before you expect to do something big. Or maybe you're, I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to go overseas, reach people for Jesus. Again, awesome. Be a missionary in your algebra class, on your soccer team, at the Y, where you work out. You see, following God isn't just a few really big steps. It's, it's every day. Who before do? Why before what? And that's important on the good days, but it's especially important on the days where everything seems to be falling apart. You want to throw in the oar and just turn around and go home. She stands apart from the crowd. She loves the sea and her people. She makes her whole family proud. Sometimes the world seems against you. The journey may leave a scar. But scars can heal and reveal just where you are. The people you love will change you. The things you have learned will guide you. And nothing on earth can silence the quiet voice still inside you. And when that voice starts to whisper, Moana, you've come so far. Moana, listen, do you know who you are? Who am I? I'm a girl who loves my island. And the girl who loves the sea, it calls me. I am the daughter of the village chief. We are descended from voyagers who found their way across the world. And they call me. I've delivered us to where we are. I have journeyed farther. I am everything I've learned and more still it calls me And the call isn't out there at all, it's inside me It's like the tide always falling and rising I don't care who you hear with my heart, you remind me But come what stood on their couch and at the top of their lungs said, I am Moana! <laughs> Just me? Nobody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have that happen in our house from time to time. It's great. Um, but I love that line. Like, that's an amazing moment in the movie because it's like, I know the way because I know who I am. I, I am Moana. Do do you know who you are? That's the question I want to ask you this morning. Do you know who 
you are. And rather than asking, you know, what does God want me to do? The best place to start is who does God want me to become? Because, because maybe, maybe you want to do something great, but, but start by being who God calls you to be today. Know who you are. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are a child of God. You are a son or a daughter of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And for some of us today, God's message to us is more about being someone than becoming, than, than doing something. It's about someone to become, not something to do. When you get the who right, you'll know what to do. And some of you are struggling so hard, like, what am I supposed to do in my life? As you focus on becoming the right who, he will reveal the right do. When, when you're driven by the right why, God will lead you into the right what. It's about conforming to the image of Christ, trusting him to guide your steps. And when he does that, when God is guiding your steps and you're becoming the right who with the right why, it is amazing how he will do exceedingly, abundantly more in and through you than you could ever ask imagine, think up, or dream up. One more video, and then we'll close week one of At The Movies. Check this out. Let her come to me.
long before Moana turned death to life, Jesus Christ spoke into our void, into our brokenness and pain and emptiness and anger and regret and suffering and sorrow. And, and, and like Moana, he says, I know who you are. I know who you really are. They've stolen the heart from inside of you. Ezekiel talks about when, when the Messiah would come, he would take your heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. Yes. He says, they've yeah. taken your heart. The world has taken your heart. Sin has taken your heart. But I know who you are. You're my son. You're my daughter. Well, thank you. I know your name. Not the name everybody else has given you. I know your name. I know who you really, truly are. And he looks at us and he says, I am the way. Follow me. I am, I am the truth. You can trust me. I am, I am the life, instantly returning life and identity and purpose and peace in your life. And, 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 and like the scene where, where she, she runs her hands, I feel like Jesus right now wants to run his fingers through the dead and, and dry ground in your life and bring life to you this morning. Can I pray for you? Let's pray this morning. Would you just bow your heads? Lord, we thank you, God, that you have brought us to this place. And before we focus, God, on the do and the what in our life, today, in the, in the, in the oddest kind of parable that we could find, we invite you to work on our who and our why. Today, Lord, we want to stop and pause. God, we want to become who you have created us to be. Right now, you may just want to invite the, the Holy Spirit to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit in your life. You may want to say, Lord, I want to be who you've called me to be. I want to be full of love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. God, I want that to be in my heart. I want my why to be right. Lord, search my heart. You may want to pray to him right now and just say, search my heart, Lord. If there's anything in there that offends you, God, would you, would you reveal that to me and lead me in the, in the path of everlasting life, God? Because, Lord, I know that our motives matter to you. I want to, I want to focus on the who and the why, trusting that you'll take care of the do and the what. You know, today, with everybody's heads down and eyes closed, if we, were, if we were sitting, you know, drinking coffee somewhere at a coffee shop, and I just looked at you and I said, hey, how do you feel about your life? How do you feel about your life right now? And if you're really honest, maybe you would say, I don't really like who I am right now. I, or, or maybe you would say, I don't really like who I've become. Or, or I look at my life and I've got so many regrets and I feel so guilty about this, this, and, and the other that's happened in my life. And, and what I want you to know this morning, the best person here does not qualify for the love of God. Amen. The best person here does not even qualify. It's by grace. It's, it's, it's God's love that has brought us here. And, and I think the reason that you're here today is because God's will for your life is for you to say yes to Jesus, to start with the who, to, to, to like the end of the movie, have your heart of stone replaced with a new heart. You see, Jesus came to give his life for us. The Son of God died in our place, raised on the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave. And now scripture says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We've been separated from God by our sins. We've been frozen in, in, in rock, encased with the anger and the, and the sin that has wrapped itself around us. But when Jesus came, he broke through all of that mess. And you do not become a better version of you. You become a new version of you. 
And today, if you're sensing his grace, if you're sensing his mercy, I want to encourage you to trust in him, surrender your life to him. If that's you, if you're like, Pastor Josh, I'm ready to go today. I'm ready to, to make Jesus the, the Lord of my life, to surrender my life to him. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I surrender to you. Take all of my life. Make me brand new today. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit so I can know you, so I can serve you, so I can follow you. I invite you to direct my steps. Help me be faithful. Today, Lord, my life is not my own. I give it to you. Thank you for new life. You have mine. Friend, if you just prayed that prayer, the Holy Spirit of God has done a miracle in your life, has transformed, has replaced your heart with a brand new heart. And we want to celebrate that with you today. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.